Okay, so welcome everyone to Fireside Chats, where the mystical meets the practical. And today it's February 3rd, and it's the month of love. And so we are here to bust the myths of relationship as we know it, and really look at what else is possible beyond these myths, expectations, projections that we have in partnership, and even the partnership with yourself. So everything that we talk about tonight is um, can be applied to intimate relationships, uh, monogamous, non-monogamous, um, really, really look at it as a metaphor for any kind of relationship that you're in. And we are talking about also intimate relationships, the intimate relationship with yourself and uh, with others. So um, we're, we're Juna and Sabina from Synergy in Motion, by the way. <laughs> I always forget that too. <laughs> and tonight um, comes from the wealth of a 14-year relationship with each other and many relationships before that. Yes, between so. the two of us, we've had many relationships. Short ones, long ones, little bitty ones, <laughs> uh, you name it. So I was, I was married for 22 and a half years and um, that's a pretty long relationship. That's the longest I've ever been in. And then with Sabine and me, it's been uh, 14 going on 15. Mm -hmm. So, and then lots of other relationships. Mm -hmm. So we have some experience, I would say. Yeah. So we wanted to start it off with, uh, we said we were going to bust the three top myths of relationship and I'll just, I'll go through them. We'll go through them. Um, but as, as you know, there are many little mini myths and mini expectations and projections um, that weave their way in. So we're kind of, these are headings and we'll go a little bit deeper into um, um, the areas of why, what, where are these myths coming from? Okay. So the first myth is that you're not really complete unless you're in a relationship. Okay, can you relate to that? You're not really complete and whole if unless you're in relationship somehow. And this gets, you know, you can find it through parents saying remarks to you if you're a kid um, or different friends and social gatherings. It's prevalent everywhere. Ginormous lie. Yes, it's a big myth. You're not whole That's and busted. complete. <laughs> Uh, and the second one is, hang on. oh, so what I want to say to these myths, because I'm somebody who came always from that point of view, oh, I don't have them. I don't buy into norm. I'm the rebel. They don't really affect me. And then when I'm honest, they actually do creep in just by mm -hmm. comments from friends or other people, how other people behave. They They are so interwoven in our society that even if you consciously say, oh, no, that is not me, That's just true. check check in if that might be still an underlying motivation that actually runs your desire for a relationship or in a relationship. And really, it doesn't matter whether that is an intimate relationship or just a, even a business relationship. Mm -hmm. These myths really have us by the neck. Yeah, and so we invite you tonight and further on if you listen to the re replay is to really be honest with yourself. Uh, may this spark an honest look into the way that you're in relationship currently, the way that you have been, uh, the relationship with yourself, 
really um, dare to be honest with yourself. And certainly you don't have to share on this call with us, but may it be a springboard that you can really look into things. So we'll have some questions and we'll have some different ways that we've um, gathered through the years. And I want to pick up that first myth that you're not complete unless you're in a relationship. And that is really seeding that whole dynamic of being separate from, right? It began with the apple <laughs> and eating that apple from the tree of knowledge and... The knowledge of good and evil. Yes, exactly that one. Yeah. And <laughs> we have lived in a time where that was very much enforced and lived. We lived out that myth big time in the last couple of thousand years. And we're moving into a new time where that is not prevalent anymore. It doesn't need to be prevalent. So therefore, relationships are changing, society is changing, and it's actually a very, very exciting time to be present. And it requires us to really look at, hey, am I just a half person or am I a full person? And really changing from that incomplete sense of you to, no, I'm actually overflowing with myself. I am full of myself and I love it. <laughs> okay, the second one. Are we ready? Um, so the second part of this, this myth is that you automatically know how to live happily ever after with this person. So the, the first part is that, you know, there is a prince waiting for you to sweep you off your feet. Once you find them or they find you, you will know how to live happily ever after. It's kind of like when you give birth to a, a kid and somehow automatically you're gonna know how to parent them for the rest of their lives and yours. So mm -hmm. it's this, this myth that you, you'll, you just know how to be in relationship. And that, that's actually a myth that runs through many areas in our life. Like when you look at even as um, pragmatic as doing taxes, right? You don't learn how to do taxes in school, really. And everybody assumes you know how to do it. And people assume that you know how to do life. But there's nobody really, I mean, nowadays, again, we're living in changing times, with, which is great which is also due to the internet where we can access a lot of that information. But generally speaking, we're expected to live our life based on all the morals and all the training that we got from our parents and how they lived their life. And that is, I'm very happy to say, a myth that is really being busted all over the place. And still, it runs in us that we have that expectation to know without actually necessarily ever having had the experience or an education in it and you know we what we most of us know is from our parents or whoever we lived with growing up or what we saw in different relationships and let's face it like how many happy relationships have you seen in your life and um, when when that's the model and you have to find someone to complete yourself, but they're all jerks and it doesn't work for everyone, it's you're in a real conundrum if you still live by these myths. So um, that you automatically know how is based on what 
is modeled for you already. And we haven't had enough of the new models of a new possibility of relationship yet. There's, there are a few, I'm sure you can count maybe on one hand, a few relationships that you know that, oh, it's it, this works here, but maybe in the other relationship, well, that doesn't work there. But if you put them all together, there's a kind of relationship that that you might want to have or that might work for you. And the exciting thing and challenging thing is also that there are A, no models, as you said, and we're living in these changing times. So we're in between, again, in the liminal. The old models don't work anymore. We're not dependent on each other anymore as we were in the past. Yet that new way of being hasn't quite unfolded. It's almost like our whole system, even our DNA is realigning itself to a new way of being. And it's not quite here yet, but it is here. The old doesn't work and the new doesn't quite become clear. So it's really that dance of moving from one to the other. That's the gift and the challenge of these times and the adventure. Um, and the third big myth is that you must strive to keep the relationship together at all costs, right? That's, it's once you have it, it's till death do you part. It's again, it's part of the old model. And I've seen so many friends, um, you know, stay together or, or work really hard. Or you'll often see one, one part of the couple working really hard to keep the relationship while the other is just goofing off or whatever. It's just, it's not an equal thing. And I mean, that's another piece that it has to be equal all the time. Um, so that you must really work hard to keep the relationship together. And of course, we've seen, you know, divorce rates skyrocket and everything has changed so much with marriage, the institution of marriage and divorce has been is commonplace. There is common law. Um, we've been through a big relationship shift already in that. But check, check it out in your own psyche and just notice if if you have that, like you must strive to keep it together no matter what. Mm -hmm. Or the other one that came through on Facebook the other day was that if you work really hard, you will keep it together. So this whole thing of working hard to keep it together, no matter what, is another big myth. Mm -hmm. And just perceive that energy of even the way that you're, if you, you're not in a relationship, how you're looking for somebody that you can imagine to live forever with, or in the current relationship that you have, that do you have that sense of how can I make this happen or last forever? Not present in the moment, but always that, okay, it has to last forever. And there, and there's a key of um, avoiding losing. So a lot of people have that. They, would, they don't want to lose the crappy relationship they have because at least they have a relationship. And for a lot of people, that still means something that at least I have a relationship. It's a, it's a badge of honor. It's a, it's a status symbol for some people. I'm not sure if it is for the people on this call, but, um, or it could have been in your younger days. It, it might have been something that, hey, you wanted to experience a relationship and now you have and it doesn't work anymore. So you're happy that it's done. Mm -hmm. um, so... Mm -hmm. And with with all of these myths, and we just touched on a few, what we keep finding in our own relationship is that it, there are really two dynamics that create 
relationship or from which we base those myths even on. And the first dynamic that has been running relationships up to now is the dynamic that we are not complete, that we lack, and creating relationship from need. Yeah. And, and that's that's where marriage came from. Marriage was originally about trade. It was about who's going to, um, you know, bring up the children. And it's like I do this, you do that, and it was a it was a trade relationship. It was a lot of bargaining. We call it the tribal the tribal um, connection, where I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I give you these kids, they will work the farm, and then we will get money and we will get food and all of these things. So that's that's that old model and, and it's really permeates everything in terms of creating a relationship based on need. I need to have a mate. Mm -hmm. And back in the days where your survival depended upon being part of the clan, that actually was true that if you were an outcast, you might not survive. So, so I need to have children to look after me in my old age. That's ex yeah. same dynamic exactly. Yeah. It's all based on support, and and that's mm. that. It's literally still sits in our DNA in our cells that fear of <gasps> if I don't have like somebody that I can count on, no matter what, no matter what I do, who I be, I will always have somebody that has my back. Because otherwise I will sit in the cold and freeze to death and whatever, mm -hmm. right? Can you perceive that energy, how that is kind of infiltrating into a lot of ways of how we relate in relationship? And it is really coming from that lack and I am not enough. I don't have what it takes to survive by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once you have it, Bah, you can relax. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, once the ring sticks, you can just let go of yourself and just <laughs> you don't have to bother anymore. And so like, how many how many of you have seen the you know the woman and the guy who loses, you know, 30 to 50 pounds to look good on their wedding day? And then a year later, you look at the photos and yeah, they just, they've let themselves go. 10 years late, five years later, they let themselves go. It's kind of, I mean, it's a, it can be a beautiful thing. You can relax, but what is that? You, you give up, you give all, up all sense of yourself in that. And oh yeah, like as long as I got the ring on my finger, man, it's a done deal. Now I can just, um, now I don't have to do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that's another little myth that sneaks in this particular paradigm of uh, creating relationship out of need mm -hmm. and incompleteness. And, and in that, there is actually a paradox, because at the same time, while you relax, I have my relationship. There's always that thread that hangs like the sword of, I don't know how to say that. Democles. 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 It's, it's the guy that took the throne or was given the throne from for a day from Dionysus and he had Dionysus put the sword over the throne hanging on a hair so that it could fall all the time. So perceive that energy in a relationship, right? You have a great relationship, you have the throne, but there's the sword that it could fall 
any time and kill it or separate you. Or, right. Yeah, like it's so good. Yeah, that's another myth. It's it's too good to be true, like how it often is at the beginning. It's too good to be true. It will never last. That's that thought, that's, right? That's it, it kind of hangs over your head. On one side, you can totally relax. But on the other side, you're always kind of on the lookout of, okay, what else is there? Is there somebody better? Or maybe your partner is looking for somebody else. Mm. So it also turns into a constant competition and constant worry about it yeah can you guys relate to that yeah so so really reflecting on oh okay i have to on one side i can relax but on the other side i constantly have to be on the lookout that i'm safe mm -hmm. and and then not losing your partner mm -hmm. hopefully they're not cheating on you or anything mm -hmm. um and then there's there's also when when you're a half and they're a half and you make a whole, everything has to be even Steven in a relationship like that. So if if I do this, then you do this for me. And then I, I've had friends who had relationships like that. And it is tiresome to to listen to how and watch how they they deal with that. Um, and that all comes from the same paradigm of needing to have the relationship based on need and this whole trade idea. Mm -hmm. And when you base your relationship on need, the other thing that's happening is that, um, how do I say this? Um, like you cannot really um, allow what is actually currently unfolding in your relationship because you constantly have to make sure that your needs are met. Yeah, change is scary because when there's a change, the rules change and you just relax. So you have to maintain the rules. So really check in your relationships. And again, that's not just the intimate relationships. How many rules do you have that you relax into and that prevent you to make the change that actually would create a way better relationship? But because you're worried that you lose, which you can't afford because you can't do it by yourself, you cannot allow the change to unfold. Mm. Do you see how intricate this whole thing is? And, and then, you know, in relationships, when one partner changes and evolves and the other doesn't, you know, in, a, in an equal trade relationship, how does that go down? And you know, that can be really threatening for the person who doesn't like change. And um, then, you know, they can make up stories or it's just, it's frustrating for the person who is changing and growing and they still love their partner. So it's, it creates um, the struggle and the trauma and the drama that we see in relationships. Mm -hmm. There is a better way. And if you hang on to this call, we will <laughs> get to it. But we wanted to paint the picture <laughs> first. <laughs> One more picture. And those are those roles. Like we always laugh because two women, right? How do you spread the role? Who plays the male role? Who plays the female role? And we always chuckle of how people project on us that, oh yeah, I'm more playing the male roles and she plays all more, always the female roles and all that. But then it changes and we totally screw them up. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes us aware of the expectation of roles in a relationship and how they 
again, sneak in without us being aware. So really take a moment and reflect on the different roles you're playing and if they actually work for you. And I mean, some of the, you can name some of them. I love playing with the archetypes, like the hero. Are you the hero or the rescuer? No, that's a big one in relationships. Um, are you, are you the addict or the the one that needs comfort all the time? Mm-hmm. Are you the artist? Are you the gesture? Yeah, fixer. Yeah, or the one that always initiates the pleasure. Right. Yeah. There's all these roles, and yeah, you can have them in business relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And how do they? How do they even evolve? Right. And, and if you look at them, some of them might be gender related or culturally related, like we have culturally based ways of being in the world. So we invite you to look at that. Roles are really kind of the it's, it can be also the costume that you wear, like how how are you being in this relationship? And it's, it can be fun, but when it gets stuck And when you feel like breaking out of that role, if you're tired of being the rescuer, if you're tired of um, the one bringing home the bacon and the other one's not pulling their weight, what are you going to do? How can you change those roles? Mm -hmm. And in that, in that whole paradigm of the trade relationship and the equal um, or the half and half makes a whole, that's what you're getting. That's the old Mm -hmm. model. Mm-hmm. And I find it very interesting to really check also your friendships and your business relationship. Is it based on that trade model that I have this, you have that, we both lack, therefore we make, we, can meet, we create this exchange, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is just the tit for tad is very limiting and helped us survive and shifting it to a sharing versus a trading Mm -hmm. so perceive the energy of trading i have i have the salt you have this delicious sack of potatoes Mm -hmm. let's trade or make half and half pretty good right and that was as far as we went so far Mm -hmm. but now we can say hey you have potatoes i have salt you guys have some water and somebody else has vegetables, let's share and actually create more and create a meal together mm-hmm. without having to calculate and estimate of who ha- contributed what. Mm-hmm. And really seeing what else can we create with relationship. And I actually suspect that the whole, eventually, maybe not in our lifetime, but eventually the whole trading system of money and mm-hmm. relationship will completely change and also make money eventually irrelevant. Like we were talking today about um, how do you make or judge equal, right? Like if a billionaire gives $5, is that equal to somebody who doesn't have any money and works really hard for five bucks to contribute? Hmm. Who says, right? We have so many judgments there and so many expectations that if we really clear that out, how could we have relationships where it is automatically equal because we all are interested in actually contributing fully to the situation? And, and that word equal came up on our Facebook thread too. It's like how, 
We often want to come into relationship as equal partners, but have we ever really examined what is what does that mean? And um, talking through the different roles and expectations and all of that. And so what if it isn't equal on on a Wednesday? Does the <laughs> Thursday we have to make it right again? And what does equality look like? And is the is that a virtue and a value and a quality uh, worth pursuing in relationships with people? Or is there something greater? Mm -hmm. And from the equal, we have started to touch is the, the second dynamic that I, I like this goal. I want to just paint this one out, this, this, the flow. Okay. I love that one. Um, we have a little, <laughs> a little cheat sheet here and I love this piece. Um, so the flow in this old paradigm is you start with the peptides in the relationship and that's the <laughs> hormones just go, go, go. Right. And, um, and then you go into all, all the past lives start playing out. There's the karmic relationships that you're, you're, you're moving through, like, it's like this deep attraction and it's, I've got to be with this person and the sex is amazing. And just, you got to go with it. And then after a month, after two months, after two years, it's just over. Right. And then all the peptides have died. The peptides and died. then you, you start being in the rut and you kind of stagnation. Stag yeah. And tolerating, right. Tolerating comes up and tolerate and tolerate and tolerate. And then you have a big blowout, a big fight and your relationship ends and you start it all over again with another interesting human that you just got to have. <laughs> or you say, I'm not having a relationship at all ever again. And you cut yourself off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so any questions, comments so far on that old model? Can you relate? Did, Did we you? miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? I think all of us can say, been there, done that, to all three of them. Plus all the ramifications you just mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Certainly I can. Okay. Mm -hmm. Singles best. <laughs> and I mean you're not single right how many relationships do you have and the other thing is all the social uh experts say that too much being alone is very 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 bad for you you mm -hmm. have to have community and social contacts and stuff mm -hmm. and I'm right on the outer edge of what's acceptable in fact I just stepped over because I dropped out of choir Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, do, am I unhappy about it? Not even a schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the key, right? Yeah. We have the luxury in this time and day mm -hmm. to live what really works for us. We don't have to worry about our physical survival a whole lot. Most of us have a roof over our head. Most of us have some form of income that feeds us, that meets our basic needs. I mean, that's it's a big luxury that we have here, and thus we can also focus on other things with that. And and if your family is too domineering or they don't like the way that you live or do relationships, you can move. You know, we're not living um, in the same house on the same farmstead as our families, so. 
um, we're not bound by the same taboos and morals that we once were. So it's it's really wide open. Mm -hmm. And this brings us to our next um, paradigm, if you will, about relationships. And this is, juicy one. this is the juicy one. This is where, um, you know, a, a new paradigm beyond all of those old myths. And that's really creating relationship and creating your life out of the joy and fullness of being you. Mm -hmm. So it's all about you. Uh, the focus is on you. It's you as a sovereign being. What if relationship was about two or more, if you're into polygamy, two or more sovereign beings coming together for the joy of it, for the fullness of it. Hey, what can we create? Rather than uh, I'm missing something in myself and I'm looking out there for my happiness or for my well being, and I pick you to give it to me, that's the old model. So it's really, you know, we have so much, many teachings and so many ways to be able to become, step into the wholeness of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I find very important when you start a relationship or even when you like, we constantly check in with each other, what do you desire and require from the relationship? Because there are a lot of people who desire the old model. And I see a lot of relationships hang themselves when one person expects that you're my safety zone or my, my safety partner and the other person, no, I really desire to grow, to mm -hmm. become more of me. And that can work together if that is clear. And also if there's space for both partners to do whatever they desire to do. And don't get us wrong, we're not saying that one type of relationship is better than the other. What, what we're really saying is what works for you mm -hmm. and really knowing what works for you. And a lot of that is, what knowing, is knowing what works for you as an individual in your own life. And then when you have a sense of self and you have that sense, you can more easily be in a relationship with someone else because you're not needing so much from the other person. Mm -hmm. And again, it's important in any kind of relationship to be clear. And if you can, outspokenly clear of what is it that you require and desire in the relationship, what does your partner desire and require from you? Yeah, and that doesn't come from a lack. It comes from... Yeah. No, just an agreement that we are okay. Like for, for us, it was in the beginning. For me, it was very, relationship only works for me if the other person also is willing to work with themselves and to, is interested in becoming more. And it's a dance of really empowering each other to become more. If, if that is not a given for me personally, it's not worth the effort. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be a hermit by myself somewhere on this planet i'd probably move to a beautiful island or something like that <laughs> the mountains i think you'd be in the mountains yeah true yeah so this new paradigm works with an open communication and you can openly communicate because you're not dependent on the other person if i would be dependent on juna for the house over my head the food that i eat I couldn't risk being open because I would risk that you would be upset and say, oh, I don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you come from that 
energy of being a sovereign being, you suddenly have a whole different playground. You can be actually open and honest and present with what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. without risking the relationship. And this is, this leads me to a big one that we really mastered, I would say, is that we really allow ourselves not to like the other person (laughs) for a period of time. It might sound simple, but it is, for me, that was a big learning because from my past relationships, it was when I had that sense that I didn't like the other person anymore. I was already thinking about the end. It's like, oh, I'm done. This doesn't really work for me. Right. And it's like, oh, I have to do something about this not liking thing because it's uncomfortable. And I'm, I really learned I, that I gave her lots of experiences of not liking me and she didn't want to leave me. So what's she going to do? <laughs> and just being with that set, okay to not like the other person without having to do something immediately about it. Because I know, hey, I, I'm not dependent on her. Therefore, I can give her the freedom to be a shithead right and I can be also a shithead myself because I know that she gives me the same space too Mm -hmm. right so really play with that allowing yourself not to like the other person and even go as far as energetically being okay to not have a relationship, even though you have a relationship, but you mm-hmm. don't actually have to fulfill it. Yeah. Like there, there are sometimes weeks where we just go our own way. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, and not I mean, like I don't talk to you, but, but it's like, yeah, yeah, still, still in the, in the same house and we run a business together, but there's a, Sometimes there's like an emotional distance or just this space and we're okay with that. Like Mm -hmm. both of us are okay with that. And we know that there's something greater pulling us together Mm -hmm. and it will, it will come back together again when it needs to. It's that there's a deep trust in that. And, you know, if you're new to this kind of relationship of that, that trusting that it's, it can be challenging, but um, like the more honest you can be with each other and have, have some chats about, you know, what is it that you desire? What, what do you expect of me mm-hmm. with, with money, with, in regards to all, all of these different areas that we live in? So that the platform is clear mm-hmm. and it's not the trust in the relationship that mm-hmm. allows me to do that. It's the trust in myself. Yes. Right. Before... You have to trust the relationship, the other person to supply for you because you're needy. Now, when you shift it to having a relationship as Mm -hmm. sovereign beings, you can really trust yourself that no matter what, you have what it takes to survive on a very core level Mm -hmm. and create a great life. And you you really start giving up um, blame, blaming the other person for something not working out, complaining that they're not doing enough, you start taking responsibility. So this is not for the faint-hearted. This is for people who want to actually grow and change um, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of relationships where it's just way too easy to blame your partner for what 
what's not going right. And as a side note, I still notice my old patterns coming in, right? And old ways of relationships, suddenly they occur and it's like, oh, look at this. And then we can get rid of it. It's good. It's not that it's not there. It's just, okay, I can be aware from a different point of view and actually do something about it instead of having it run me. Mm -hmm. Cool. So really perceive that power of you being a whole being, right? You don't come in faulty as at default, no. Faulty by default. Faulty by default, right? There is nothing wrong with you. You are a powerful being that can create your life. And if you so choose, you can enter an intimate relationship and other relationships as well right what if you treat it even your business relationship as an powerful both beings are full and can take care of themselves you don't have to take care of anybody with your business nor does anybody else need to take care of your own business just to throw that entrepreneurial spirit in there as well and it's and it's not that you are like even if you're a, you are a sovereign being and you are supported by the entire universe. You have your guides, you have angels, you have the, the, the being seen and unseen who do support you. And it's not, I mean, the, the old paradigm is that uh, you're with this one person and this one person has to fulfill everything, your sexual desires, your money, your this, your that, like everything. That's way too much to put on to one human being. Mm-hmm. And actually, want to um, dive into that. Um, so, in in the old form of uh, relationship, usually the only source of intimacy, in strictly speaking, is sex. Right. That's that's where, in the old days, people got that intimacy if they were lucky. <laughs> and what in the new way of being with each other, you can allow yourself a level of intimacy that wasn't possible before because we can really be vulnerable with each other because we're not dependent on each other we don't have a codependent relationship we have um yeah is a how would you what's the new i don't know we need a, we need, <laughs> we new, need a new word if it's not codependent what is it <laughs> <laughs> a Sovereign relationship, <laughs> interdependent. Well, that's that's it's, still dependency. I, I was looking that up today. That and, word, and actually, actually, okay. yeah, playing with that. Thank you, Malia, for that. There uh-uh. is a dependency, and that's a vulnerability, but it's not a dependency out of lack. It's a dependency that is more like a dance that where you don't lose your balance, right? I'm I'm dependent on Juna to be here and she moves and when she moves away I don't fall flat on my face I just can find my own balance dance for a while and then if we happen to dance together again great if not what I was saying earlier with that not liking or not having a relationship if that would be over an extended 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 period of time our relationship would probably part but it would be equally a celebration as the beginning was or the middle is right Mm -hmm. so it's not that (gasps) feeling and with that freedom 
a different level of intimacy is possible in a in a relationship that most of us are not used to and it can be at times be very scary because nobody on this planet knows me better than her yeah and to be that vulnerable she sees me sometimes better than I can recognize myself, which is a huge contribution to me because I choose to be more of me. But in that moment when I'm a little stink beaver and go, I don't like my life. And it's like, oh, poor me. And she says, well, <laughs> it's like, mm, you're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's vulnerability. And that's a level of intimacy that most of us need to learn and open up to and it is a tremendous source of wealth and beauty i think that's a really good point that in the in the old paradigm the only way that you really could have intimacy is through sex like through mm -hmm. copulation and um now there's more way more there's it's, it's a richness and a diversity um of of intimacy in new ways and different ways with each mm. other. And truly that, that vulnerability, the, the honesty to be able to have a talk with your partner about this is, this is what I would like. This is what I am prepared to give. Um, this is, this is where I draw the line. These and, and be willing, be willing to lose the relationship. If, if they go beyond what your deal is, that's the other piece that we talk about is that we're really clear on the deal that we have with each other. Mm -hmm. Not that we, it's, it's um, that we talk about it a lot, but it's just, it's, it's there. And we, we did talk a lot about it at the beginning and, and we revisit it frequently. We do revisit it. And mm -hmm. um, especially because it, it, we change, like things change and things shift. Um, generally we tend to shift together or, one changes and then the other changes, the other changes, the other changes. That's how it seems to go for us. Mm -hmm. I actually want to okay. come back to the okay. intim intimacy yes. part. Um, like with, with what we just opened up, like the, the, the level of intimacy, what actually also shifts and changes with that is, is the whole thing around sexuality and sensuality. Because when you have the pressure on your sex life, to supply you with the intimacy that you desire, it is a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of relationships with the years just don't have sex anymore because it's just too much. When you start living intimately and like opening up all the other areas in your life, your sensuality and your sexuality or your sex life can unfold with it and can go to levels that you couldn't go before because it was such a small box in the bedroom, right? That's where you live, that intimacy, that sens sensuality, that sexuality. But what if that opening up in other areas also opens that whole joy of embodiment with each other mm. in a totally new way? It's very worth it. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. And and the new the new way is also there's there's two words that are coming to me is inclusive mm -hmm. like really inclusive of you so in regard to your sensuality like how can you include your sensuality in the relationship mm -hmm. how do you include all of you in the relationship are the and just check it out are you leaving parts and pieces of you behind 
that's usually what we did in the old paradigm. We, it's it would be called literally an exclusive relationship. I'm mm -hmm. in an exclusive relationship. And what that often means is that you're excluding you from the relationship. You think you're excluding everyone else who might want to um, have sex with your partner, but you're actually excluding yourself and you're cutting yourself off from so much of you that could be there and that could be enjoyed in the relationship as well. So the new paradigm is about inclusion, including yourself, mm -hmm. including all parts of you, the, the, the hidden parts, the, the shadow parts and all of that. Like we're, we, we're pretty comfortable with the shadow parts of each other. And we're actually now we're like, we're diving into our shadows and we're encouraging each other to look at all these different things. And it's not always pretty or fun, but it's, it's really incredibly rewarding. And it brings a level of intimacy and trust and vulnerability. Um, that's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. and every, every relationship though, I must say is different and you might not have that, that might not be of interest to you or your partner. And that's okay. It's, you might be there for great sex and that's another way to have a relationship, right? So there's all these different ways and we <laughs> we're, we're painting a paradigm really of a, a picture of you being the sovereign being mm -hmm. so what and if if you want to have great sex with and another person wants to have great sex and that's all you want fantastic right or if all you want to do is cook together or all you want to do is travel together amazing you don't want to live together that's okay there's all different kinds of relationships and that's why we started in this new way. It is very important to have a clear contract with each other. Not that it makes it impossible if you want different things, but you can be clear with it and then navigate around it. Like if the meals that you cook together are so great, hey, then you have a meal relationship or, <laughs> or a sex relationship, whatever it is that you desire. Mm -hmm. But be clear. Don't hold back with your communication, particularly in the beginning of a relationship. Have the uncomfortable talks with each other mm -hmm. so that your platform on which you start creating together is strong and then you can relax into yourself. You don't try to figure the other person out. No, I just it's it's good have those talks at the beginning when the peptides are high and the hormones are <laughs> rushing because you know, the person will just look at you starry eyed and go yes. <laughs> <laughs> so get that all out at the beginning. <laughs> those difficult conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. That's, again, I'm coming back to the image that I drew in the beginning from um, the trade relationship to the sharing. We're moving into a world where we're really incredibly interconnected. I can go to Amazon and pretty much order anything. And within a short time, of time, a short time yeah. it comes here. We're so, like, it, I ordered something from China the other day, right? And it is here, which is a, uh, environmentally a whole other story. But I can call my sister in Germany and it's a life conversation. We're so interconnected with mm -hmm. each other. 
that's maybe the new word, the interconnected relationship. Mm-hmm. And so if if and you with would, the Zoom, it's we're right here yeah, with each other. If you have a relationship where you have to be the source for each other and you exclude, exclude the abundance around you, that is a very different relationship mm-hmm. than when you include all of that. And that includes also human interaction. I like to flirt. Juna loves to flirt. She's good at it. And <laughs> it is actually a contribution when when we play with other people to a certain extent because we do have the agreement to have a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. but for other people that's not necessary they might be open for an open relationship but do you see that we don't have to protect something because it's the source for our well-being no we can actually explore and change can be enriching in the relationship yeah there's so much there's so much here we're We've covered a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions or comments that have, I know we just, we have 10 more minutes. Is there anything that this is bringing up for you or questions that you have for us? You can just unmute yourself. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Suggestions for when you have a partner who is, it keeps a lot of things really close to their chest. Like they're not a great communicator. So suggestion for what are you looking for? Um, even yes, I wrote down like the last point you make, like don't be, when you said like, make it clear what you desire and don't hold back with your communication. And I can do that. And I can ask my partner, you know, what it is you want. And I've done this in the past and say, well, you know, let me know how I can contribute to you or let me know what works for you and, you know, take your time and, you know, whatever it is and get back to me. And there's never a response. Mm -hmm. And did you, did you know that at the beginning of the relationship or has, has, has he changed or? (laughs) Um, Somewhat more communicative over the last six years, I guess. Um, But just, a, you know, as you guys know, he's a very, very quiet person, mostly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, sometimes it's like, hey, I'd really like to know what, what you, you know, how I can contribute to you. What would you like this to look like? And, you know, I'll get, well, things are great, sweetie. <laughs> that's, that's it. And, and then trust that, right? It's like you can't make somebody mm-hmm. say something and that might be, well, yeah. okay. And you can let him know. I trust that if there's something, yeah. you will let me know. And then, then it's out of your hands. Yeah, you I are not trust. Yeah. And that's what would you that, like the future to look like. What would you like, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's your job. <laughs> and and perceive to control it. <laughs> and perceive that energy of mm-hmm. like you have to make it good for the future as well. Right? Instead of yeah. trusting in the moment. This is what you guys are living. Mm-hmm. He will communicate when he needs to. And you just go with that. And just mm-hmm. this, that the fact that he doesn't communicate doesn't mean that you don't. Yeah. Right. right. So Yeah. So you're communicating. You're, you're letting him know what you need. And, and be aware that 
like the communicating that we talk about is not the girlfriend sharing like you tell no. him everything it's not no. being clear with what you desire and require and if there's something specific be clear about that and and you can't squeeze blood from a turnip you can't you can't hope something from someone that that they don't that they are not capable of or that they're not interested in mm -hmm. and that's like getting really real about the relationship so this is whom i'm in relationship with in the moment you know is this working for me okay so i might not be getting my needs for sharing and all of this met where else can i go and really include you and and you know you're opening up to the whole world you know, where do you have some girlfriends? Do you have other people? Yeah. How can you live this out in different ways? And then the relationship is something different. Mm -hmm. And and perceive that dynamic of the relationship has to supply for all your needs. And you have to know exactly every step of the way ahead of time. And it has to last forever, right? Well, That's true. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not necessarily expecting the sharing per se of like, well, I can perceive the feelings anyway, so that doesn't need words. But even like the stuff I would share with a girlfriend, it's more like, hey, what would you like to, where would you like to be in five years? Or, you know, what does, yeah, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah, you know, you make some great points. That that might be a girlfriend sharing. <laughs> <laughs> some people are just living in the moment and that's, that's yeah, yeah right? That's, and what was I going to say? And, and just the ways of communicating, like it just, it might just be very minimal with the words. Mm -hmm. That's and, actually a very good. Right. Point. It just could be very minimal. And so we talk about communicating, but we're, we're two women, right? <laughs> we're two women that have a relationship and we do this kind of talking, but there's a lot of relationships that they don't talk much and they get along great. Only 7% of communication goes through words. So trust yourself that mm -hmm. the communication is also through all sorts of things. Like body language, energy, gestures, which is body language. Even sometimes the smell, right? Like mm -hmm. if you start not, being, not liking the smell of your partner, <laughs> there might be either a change in the diet required <laughs> or you looking at, okay, what is it that just doesn't resonate anymore? So thank heavens for girlfriends. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we're, we were watching episodes of Frankie and Grace um, the last <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> that's, that's the girlfriends. I would say recently, um, yeah, I'm going to... I guess you could call it a relationship now. Um, and beginning fantastic, uh, communicating three times a day. Um, and then it just since last weekend, which today's only Monday. Just, <laughs> oh, okay. So I didn't hear from him three times today. And then I'm like, okay, examining myself. And I pulled some angel cards to today and it's like, okay. I'm worthy and I deserve to be loved and just not hearing from him. I'm like, ah, what's wrong with me? And what's wrong with him? And all this. And I'm like, my goodness, Marley. <laughs> like, um, I didn't think I was a needy person, 
I'm like, holy shit, the stuff that came up, it's like, oh, this could be wrong, that could be wrong. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> and just yeah. being in the moment, because I was creating all kinds of stuff out there. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I need good. That's and that's a good point. And one of one of this is when change happens. This is a great example of when change happens. And it's in these little increments. It's like, oh, it's instead of three times it's it's once oh my god <laughs> yeah like it's you know how change is so threatening it's yeah. so scary if if you're coming from that paradigm of I need you to complete something in me right so just you know take a moment like feel your feet on the floor put your hands on your heart and belly and just take a deep breath and say yeah I'm enough I, I have me Yes. And that's exactly why we introduced the three myths in the beginning. You are a sovereign being, mm -hmm. right? You can create a life that is abundant and beautiful and nothing has to last forever. Yeah. Well, um, I've been doing it on my own for what, 25 years. Yeah. I've had a few relationships, but just nothing serious, but this gentleman yeah lights my fire <laughs> it's like okay what do I do with that <laughs> be in relationship from the fullness of busting those three myths mm -hmm. right when you have that confidence you don't have to be, come from that needy yes. space yeah. but you can come from that sovereign place which is a whole different platform from which you can create a relationship Totally. And it might be that you need to address something and you will. Yeah. Well, one of the bridges to that is um, a phrase I heard from someone way back when is give what you need. Mm -hmm. So when you feel like, oh my God, I need him to call, just give him a call. Yeah. Say, hey, yeah. what's up? I've been thinking of you. I missed, I missed our three calls today. Yeah. You know, how's it going? But and then, then I think, am I being needy by reaching out to him more? That's why I'm saying before you do anything, bust those three myths inside of you. Mm -hmm. Come from your sovereignty. Yeah. Come from the willingness to change, right? Mm -hmm. And trust yourself that you can provide for yourself and trust that change will happen. Mm -hmm. That's one constant thing in life, particularly in relationship. Yeah. Change does happen, and it's a good thing. Yeah, and lots of times at the beginning of the relationship, it's three times a day, and then it's you know, <laughs> then it's once, and then it's once a week, and then it's oh god, you know, it's whatever. It's it changes, and and that's the beauty why we threw that intimate intimacy piece in mm -hmm. because that will not happen in the way that it falls. It falls away and nothing replaces it. But you start dancing a totally different dance where new aspects come in and new dynamics, new ways of being together on all levels come in that in that moment enriches both of you. But if you don't allow change to happen, it doesn't really work. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, for me, and I, I think I have struggled with this, is um, loving myself and feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. wow. mm -hmm. That's a big one. And truly, when you, and can you perceive that almost 
body sensation of everything is going into ah, do I need to and that low feeling that is your body embodying the old traditions mm. of having, having to have somebody that completes you of all again those three myths which and I never <laughs> when in in that yeah but it's in our DNA Mm-hmm. Right, our ancestors have passed that they have practiced it and passed it on to us. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, what you can do to not fall into that same pattern mm-hmm. is literally a chemical process in your body. Mm-hmm. You can take a moment, take a deep breath, and just become aware that you are a sovereign being and let those things just go. What I find very actually, here's a little tool. It's called the Sedona method. You can ask yourself, could I let this fear go? Or could I let this panic go? Or could I let this, mm-hmm. whatever it is, in theory, am I able to let this go? Mm-hmm. Do I actually want to let it go? Mm-hmm. Would I let it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, when? And if that when is now, you can just flip it out the window, flush it down the toilet, mm-hmm. sneeze it into a tissue, whatever works for you. Just imagine how it leaves your cells, mm-hmm. right? But put yourself into a position of choice. Most three questions, could I? Could I? Would I? When? Could I let this go? Would I let this go? When? It puts you into a position of choice and power. Hmm. It doesn't make you add the effect of this old dynamic that sits in our DNA. And by you changing that, every time you do it, you change the pattern and don't have to repeat it. And what you're really talking about is that that deep fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's a deep fear of not being wanted and being mm-hmm. rejected, all of that. So just this is the kind of shadow work that the two of us have been working on Um by ourselves and we talk about it with each other but looking at these fears because it's very very powerful and you explained it so well and yeah it's fresh it's 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 fresh and it's there and you got ready for the call (laughs) yeah i'm like yay (laughs) yeah cool thank you anybody else Questions, contributions. We are at the top of the hour, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. I do have one question. Sure. Um, regarding the shadow work, do you have any specific exercises or ways to sort of start that conversation? Do you ask your partner, hey, what are the other sides of me? Or is that like journal prompts that like I can work on first and then I can acknowledge and say, hey, I realize I'm this way and then open up the conversation that way. Just wondering if you have Mm -hmm. some work on that shadow stuff, because I I know we all have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. I mean, so what what we do is just we have different modalities that we're working with that actually bring that those questions forth. So um, the, the gene keys by Richard Rudd and and human design. But if you don't work with that, it is really a first of all an, a willingness within yourself to look at it. Mm-hmm. 
usually you know when there is something coming up and you know that you're in your shadow, what we're calling the shadow, when your stomach kind of clinches and <laughs> like this, the skin crawls. That's usually a moment where you can ask yourself, hey, is there like, am I going into a limitation? It's it's often okay. a like a fear or you know something something yucky and then just looking at it being hanging out with it rather than trying to dismiss it is one of the the biggest things that we've done and just look at it be it be in it um, yeah we try to quick quickly sweep it fix under it. the carpet and that, fix it that that's a big one don't try to fix shadow you have a shadow. You will always have a shadow. If you won't, then I think you turned into a vampire. <laughs> and, and and yeah, let go of that urge. I have to fix it as soon as I see it because otherwise the other person will not like it. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you can, if you're in a position to share it with your partner, it's great because they then can help you. And then you can have an agreement. Like we often, when we work with that, I ask Juna consciously, if you notice this pattern in me, mm -hmm. please point it out. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I say, I just need to share this. I just need you to know it. I don't need feedback. Again, clear communication with your partner. And yeah. how this sh shadow transforms itself into something that is just present is by you having that sense of you're still a sovereign being. You're still enough, even though you do have a shadow. And it's following wherever you are. Mm -hmm. You you almost dive into it and find a gem because in every shadow there's a gift. Mm -hmm. And that's that's that for another time. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Is that we we often we look at the shadow and think it's bad, but the shadow is is there. It's preventing. It's from from the light source coming in creates the shadow right so there's something there so it's also part of of the light so it's just when you're really with it you start to find the gift and i think that's some of the new paradigm the new shift that we're all in is where if you actually hang out with that fear you look at it ask okay so what's the gift here for me now um what is what can i learn from this um that can take you further and then sharing that with your partner. They're mm. open to that. And again, if you're not dependent on your partner and have to maintain the relationship at any cost, you, you are able to have those difficult conversations and saying, Hey, this really doesn't work. Or wow, this is a shadow of our relationship. We fall asleep together. Like when the two of us don't create together, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. like it's boring it's like okay and then it's time to have that conversation if one of us picks it up usually and then okay what can we create together that would actually change it does that help yeah i just wanted to know like if you had specific techniques or not but yeah we we do yeah. it's like the work with the human design and the gene keys okay. which cool. is too, too much for this right now. If you guys are interested, contact us, let us know, and we can take you there. It's yeah. very powerful work. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Anyone else? Okay. Had the fire has stopped. <laughs> <I'm> really hot. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Thank you, everyone, Thank for you, being everybody. here. Yeah.
And I hope you got something great from this tonight. Um, it was wonderful to be here with all of you and you could really feel your energy. Even if you didn't say anything, we can really perceive the different energies going on. And uh, we had a really great Facebook thread on the Synergy in Motion Forum in the Facebook group. And uh, we were talking about it there. And it's, it's something that anybody can join. A private group so it's like people who know what we do here and you can share on that like if anything ripples out from this conversation tonight we can we're, we're there to support each other and to see how do we live this new new ways of being mm -hmm. and if you are not part of it just search for us in an emotion forum on facebook and you yeah, can join us okay thanks. thanks and you'll you. get the recording as well Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>